Welcome to the Inclusion Solution Live podcast. Season five focuses on the physiology of inclusion and finding ease. I'm your co-host, Kevin Carter. I'm the Vice President of Strategy and Assessments for the Winners Group. I'm running solo today uh, because I will be walking you through my guided practice. In episode four, my co-host, Rochelle Yunan Montgomery, will walk you through her guided practice. During season five, we have been exploring how do we be well as we do well in diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice work. While that objective is challenging, we can improve our resilience and peace by working together and also by supporting each other. I'm very excited and thrilled to have you here for this third episode of our series. If you haven't already, I would uh, recommend you check out episodes one and two. Um, in this particular episode, we're going to dive into Insight Dialogue. It is um, a relational meditative practice. But before we do that, I do want to recap episodes one and two. So in episode one, we discussed the importance of finding ease in this work. Um, we acknowledge the stress, uh, the drain, but also the exhilaration that this work can bring. I shared my aspiration to be a non-anxious, affirming, and committed presence. And for me, that creates a space for, for self-reflection, for connection, and for growth. In episode two, we delve into the foundational and enabling components of the physiology of inclusion and how those components, again, can help us find ease in this work. Um, we talked about how important it is and the benefits of slowing down, savoring the present moment, and how various practices can enhance our well-being and deepen our connections as we're also being successful in this work. The six components of the physiology of inclusion include physical, emotional, and mental presence. And these are the foundational components and spiritual, social, and practical are the enabling components. And so um, as I dive into my guided practice, I really think it connects very, very well with the physiology of inclusion. This practice comes from Gregory Kramer. He is a Buddhist teacher. He's a meditational uh, practitioner. He's the founder of Insight Dialogue. He's also really a personal friend. He's been teaching meditation since 1980 and is the author of several books on meditation and mindfulness, including Insight Dialogue, The Practice of Transforming Conflict, and also The Art of Being Human, The Practice of Insight Dialogue. As I reflect on Greg, he's just so um, passionate about using Insight Dialogue to create a more just and equitable world. And I found it to be very, very helpful for me in this work. It's important to say that Insight Dialogue is not a religion, but a contemplative practice that can be integrated into various religious or spiritual traditions and also secular um, contexts. In today's world, when diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice work has become so controversial, I really think that cultivating this non-anxious, affirming, and committed presence within us and within our conversations is vital for meaningful progress. For me, Insight Dialogue beautifully aligns with the physiology of inclusion uh, framework because it is a relational 
meditation practice that fosters self and other awareness, mindfulness, empathy, and connection. It encompasses six core guidelines um, that I will walk us through. Um, and those practices for me establish this meditative, but also relational state. Now let's kind of get ready to, to do this, this practice of inside dialogue. I want you to find a, a comfortable place, gently close your eyes, and I would ask you to keep them closed um, throughout um, the guided practice. I want you to begin to focus on your breath, breathing in deeply through your nose, slowly out through your mouth. And for nothing else, <laughs> this practice will benefit your blood pressure, your clarity, and your overall health. The first tenet of insight dialogue is to pause. Pausing is the foundational step of insight dialogue. Take a moment to pause and stop. Reflect on a recent experience that brought you peace and calm. Allow that memory to wash over you, bringing you into a state of stillness and presence. As culturally competent leaders, we create the psychologically safe environments that can encourage self-exploration and the resolution of organizational challenges in the present moment. So pausing is important. Next is to relax. The next step is to calm the body and the mind, releasing tension, agitation, and reactivity. Scan your body and notice any tension or tightness. Maybe tighten your eyes and then release them. Maybe raise your shoulders high and then release them. Tighten your hands and then release them. Again, breathe in deeply through your nose, slowly throughout your mouth, letting go of any remaining tension, allowing yourself to fully relax. By easing tension and fostering relaxation, culturally competent leaders create an atmosphere conducive to relationships and mutual benefit. The next tenet is open. Opening up ourselves to relationships is essential for deepening connections with ourselves and others. Reflect on the word and the feeling of curiosity. Be an explorer. Be open to new experiences, perspectives, and insights that might arise during discussions and in sessions. Culturally competent leaders foster a sense of shared action and relationship, nurturing a space where diverse perspectives can thrive. So be open. The next tenet is attuned to emergence. By remaining open, we invite change, we relinquish fixed perspectives, and we embrace the exploration of biases, stereotypes, and exclusion so that we can grow. Visualize someone with whom you feel safe and can be your authentic self and receive honest feedback. Imagine preparing to engage in a meaningful conversation with the individual that you're imagining. This shift in mindset allows us to, to connect more deeply with ourselves, with others, fostering empathy and understanding. The next tenet is to listen deeply. Listening deeply with our whole selves, free from personal agendas, is the hallmark of culturally competent leaders. So prepare to listen deeply 
with calmness, openness, and receptivity. Set aside preconceived notions, allowing yourself to fully receive a speaker's offerings without being hurried by your agenda. Listen for the wisdom and perspective shared by others. Culturally competent leaders model deep listening, creating a space where individuals feel heard and valued. The final tenet in Insight Dialogue is speak the truth. Speaking your subjective truth with kindness, discernment, and honesty is crucial. Commit to speaking the truth. Recall a situation where you felt compelled to speak up about an issue close to your heart. Remember the courage you summoned to express your truth. Culturally competent leaders facilitate wisdom and action by encouraging individuals to share their perspectives authentically. They address the pain of stereotypes, bias, and racism head on, fostering an environment of emotional maturity and progress toward racial equity. Again, take a deep breath in through your nose, slowly out through your mouth. Please open up your eyes. I wanna thank you for participating in this Insight Dialogue practice. I hope that um, you can tell that through this practice, you know, you may have noticed how it can promote self and other awareness. It can enhance mindfulness, uh, can help you uh, regulate your emotions, can foster openness, uh, curiosity, really cultivate that deep listening so that you can speak your truth. I think these are the qualities that are essential for uh, practical diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice work as they create a space where diverse voices are heard, understood, and respected. Incorporating Insight Dialogue into our diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice efforts enables us to navigate difficult conversations, build strong relationships, and achieve lasting and positive change. I think these principles and tools like Insight Dialogue allow us really to be catalysts for equity and justice in our organizations and communities. It does allow us to both do well and be well. So as I conclude this episode, remember, you know, I would say this transformative power of Insight Dialogue. It's a practice that I use, that I share with you. Um, you may have a practice that you use to create that right presence, but it is important to find something that allows you to foster connection, empathy, and equity with others. I think by embodying these kinds of principles and, and practices like Insight Dialogue into our lives, we can become agents of change and drive meaningful progress in the realm of diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice work. I want to thank you for joining me for this exploration and for me to get a chance to share my practice. Um, I want you to stay tuned for the next episode, um, the Summer of Bees podcast. You get to hear Rochelle's um, guided practice. It is wonderful. Um, I have gone through it. And um, just want to, you to continue on this journey with us as we continue to talk about how do we be well as we do well in the world of diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice work. Again, I am your co-host, Kevin Carter. I'm wishing you a summer filled uh, with ease and meaningful growth. Stay well.